0: I and you may both also hear and know of God's word and his plan of salvation. We remember that this morning as we begin our time together. This morning, uh, I wanted to share with you just a couple of weeks ago, I was off just over by a Via Linda here, going to grab something quick for lunch, and I saw a sign in the window that was posted there, and the sign simply said, uh, Help Wanted on it. It's a sign I'm sure most of us here have either maybe posted at one time, or seen at some point. Uh, It's a pretty clear sign that that small business owner that has that sign within their window is looking for someone to be able to come in and help him or help her with the duties that they have to be able to accomplish in their business. Who knows what that may be? You know, I'm assuming that on Sundays it would be so much easier for a small business owner just to be able to do many of those tasks themselves. Uh, It would probably be quicker, it would probably seem more efficient at times, Uh, it would be less frustrating as you wouldn't have to train anybody or deal with anybody to rely upon them, but still they choose to be able to post that help wanted sign. Maybe when you came in today, you saw our help wanted sign posted out front. It's right at the information counter, it's in blue and it's in white. Uh, God is hiring, are you ready to work for him? Man, it would be so much easier for God just to decide that he wants to spread his word throughout this world on his own and do it in whatever way he would like to do it. It would be so much quicker for God just to show up by himself and tell everybody his good news. Man, how less frustrating would it be for God not to have to be able to deal with me and to deal with you in training us up to go out into the world, but God posts that help wanted sign for me and for you. A sign that we are called to be able to come into his fold and to be able to do the work that he entrusts us to be able to do. That's what we're talking about this morning, about being able to be in the word and to know of this guide that God has given to us. You know, structure is really important within our world. Being able to have order is very important within our world everything that we have revolves around those elements of having structure of having order if you've ever taken a new job before one of the things they've probably given to you is some sort of an employee manual something that has the policies and the procedures in it of how things are supposed to function in the workplace Without that employee manual, uh, chaos can happen. Without that employee manual, uh, people may do things their own way that may not be as efficient or may not work together on the same team. And it's that employee manual that really brings everything together. And structure and order is needed everywhere, not just within the workplace. It's needed within our communities. It's needed within our schools. It's needed within our church. It's needed within our lives. And so what does that structure and order look like today? You know, structure and order is a big thing within the military, if you have ever served or ever observed our military. Think about our army here in the United States of America. Think about how structured that army is, the policies they have, the procedures they have, uh, the way that they have different ranks, the accountability that is there, and all these things together help to make that army successful. And some of us here today maybe think that we haven't or don't serve within an army, but we do. In fact, I sang about it on Thursday with our preschool students over at the Mountain View campus. It's a song that may be familiar to you. Have you ever sang it before? Uh, I may never march in the infantry. I may never ride in the cavalry. I may never shoot the artillery. I may never fly over the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army. That's what we sing. I'm in the Lord's army. Don't be mistaken. We are, every one of us here today, a part of the Lord's army. Every one of us here today uh, fighting a battle that is out there, a battle that has very, very high stakes for me and for you and for the rest of the world. In fact, those stakes are eternal. The lives, the souls of everyone here on this earth That we are fighting against an enemy uh, that is very strong. An enemy that knows who we are. An enemy that comes after us in our times of weaknesses. An enemy that wants to tempt you, even now as we sit here listening to God's word this morning. An enemy that is known as the devil, that is known as Satan. An enemy that is hard to combat. That's what today is about, though figuring out how we are able to combat that enemy, figuring out how we are able to live our lives with that structure and with that order, not based off of what we think, but based off of what God has given to us. You see, there's one thing in particular that our Lord has blessed you and I with that we are able to take out into this world to always have with us to be able to fight Satan. And it's something that declares his victory over sin, death, and the devil. It's that employee manual that God gives to us in his word and in the Bible. Look at our first passage today from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. It reads, the word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. These are not ordinary words that we read within Scripture. When we hear those words on Sunday morning, when we're reading those words uh, in that journal that we're doing daily together, going through the Bible in a year, when we hear those words in our personal devotional time, they are not just regular man-made words. It is the word of God that is being delivered unto us. A word that has withstood the test of all times that it has withstood historically, archaeologically, scientifically, especially theologically, that the Bible is the truth, and how has it accomplished all these things? Not by our hand, but by the work of God. By the Holy Spirit being able to use that word to work and create within us. Just as it did so many millennia ago. That even this morning as we hear these words and as we discuss them together. That the Holy Spirit still works those same gifts and those same works within me and you. To empower us to go out and fight that battle in the world. To serve on God's team if you will. To be able to spread the word that he has given to us every one of those words that we hear inspired and given to us by the spirit himself look at our second passage today from second peter uh, chapter 1 verse 21 it says for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man but men spoke from god as they were carried along by the spirit think about that imagery this morning not given by man carried along by the Spirit, is that God is taking us in this journey with Him. After all, there has never been a book ever that has been more scrutinized than Scripture, than the Bible. Never been one that has been under more attack in any way. But look how it has withstood all those onslaughts, how it is standing strong over that test of time and all of those attacks, because God's Word serves a purpose in our life, a truthful Purpose. One that gives us structure, one that gives us order, but also a word that gives us comfort, a word that gives us grace, and a word that gives us forgiveness. Have you ever noticed that that's what you discover when we read God's word? Even if we read the same passage again and again and again, then when we read that passage, we hear God's word. We discover His love, we discover His joy discover his peace. We find hope within him. Again and again, because these are not just normal words. They're words that create. They're words that provide. They're words that give us that forgiveness. Look what the prophet Isaiah writes to echo our Old Testament lesson again today. Chapter 55, verses 10 and 11. Isaiah writes, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purposed and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. God's word always having a purpose in our life. Making us who we are today that we receive that message of salvation, again, directly from God's mouth to our ears by his Spirit. A message that tells of his great work, and also a message that calls you to be a part of that. God's word isn't just about what he has done for us, but about how you are a part of that. That our salvation is founded solely on him, But because of that, he calls us, too, to be able to respond to these great works. It's Martin Luther who, when he talks about the Trinity, explains it to us in this way. He shares that God is the speaker, that Jesus is the word, and that the Holy Spirit brings that word unto us. That God is the speaker, that Jesus is the word, and that it's the Holy Spirit that brings that word unto us. Think about the work of God in that manner. That's happening all the time. Even in this series that God is hiring, we think about all the things that he first has done for us. Notice that that calling we receive is the privilege we have in response to all of those things that God has already performed. God is the one, if you will, that has given us this great business plan of salvation, It's God who has invested and created this workplace for us that you and I call Earth. It's God who offers his ultimate retirement plan for you and I that we will have in heaven with him. And it's God who makes all of these things possible when he made that down payment for you and I through a Savior named Jesus. That's what it all comes back to for us, doesn't it? That the Bible is filled with the presence of of Jesus, those hundreds of Old Testament prophecies that we read and hear about that tell about that Savior who is to come for us, those gospel texts share of his wonderful words of his life, of his death, and especially of his resurrection, the words that go beyond that throughout all of Scripture and the epistles and the book of Revelation, all defining who Christ is for you and I. That's what the Bible is. It's filled with this presence of our Lord and Savior. We cannot separate the two. Jesus is the Word. He is the fulfillment of that, the embodiment of the Word of God. And it's this employee manual that begins to take root inside of you and I when we recognize that. When the Holy Spirit allows our ears to hear those words from God's mouth, to experience who Jesus is. And so we actually become that co-heir with him to live out that image of Jesus within this world. Listen to these words that John writes in John chapter 1, beginning at verse 1, and it should be pretty familiar to us. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory is the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth." Full of grace and truth. Do we follow that truth? Do we believe in that truth? When we leave here today, will you and I live that truth? We're living in a society that seems to more and more uh, reject moral absolutes. People are being encouraged to create their own truth, their own way of life, their own being from what they feel is correct to establish their truth off of that. Rules and regulations seem to fade from time to time. A world where the word of God may even look like it's slipping away at times. A word that gives us that direction, a word that gives us that meaning, a word that gives us the truth, but a word that seems to be fleeting. But doesn't it still have a purpose? Did you hear that parable that Jesus shares with us this morning? The parable of the sower going out into the field. I love that parable because when I see it in my mind, uh, I imagine one who is uh, grabbing the seed and recklessly scattering it across the field just hoping and knowing that something will take hold but to do so he has to get it out there he has to continue to get that seed out there it's even explained for us in that parable that when that seed goes out that some hearts are hardened and they have no interest in the word of god that some come to faith but they fall away when things get tough that others come to faith, but they never grow to bear fruit. But it also says there are those that come to faith. There are those that come to faith and grow in the word that God has given to them, that they believe, and that it's those who do the work of God. I hope that's where we are called at this morning, to be in that fourth category, to be hired and do that work of God. To be able to go out there and recklessly scatter this word that he has given to us. To not be afraid to share with others who we are and what God has done for every single one of us. No matter where we are at. No matter what environment we find ourselves in. And 2,000 years ago, Jesus shares what's going to happen when we do that. And he shares that with us today. It's the exact same results. And sometimes some people will not listen. And sometimes... People will believe and they may turn away. That others may remain weak in their faith, but may be influenced by worldly things. But that others will receive that word of God and grow in amazing ways. That you and I will call those people our co-workers in Christ and that together we will carry Jesus unto the world because he has chosen you. Pastor John shared a story with me Uh, Last week, he said that he was trying to work with a clothes dryer and having some problems with it. He said the alarm kept going off and buzzing really loudly over and over again for no reason. He said sometimes the dryer would just shut off for no reason. He couldn't figure out what was wrong with it, and it would keep buzzing over and over and over again. So after months of dealing with this aggravation, he said he did something profound, He opened the owner's manual. (laughs) But he also said when he wrote to me that uh, after doing so, he solved that buzzing noise within five minutes. Sometimes it's so easy for us uh, when things are bothering us in this life, when there's alarms that are going off over and over again, when something is aggravating for us to try to come up with our own solution. And we'll try for days, we'll try for months, we'll try for years as human beings to try to solve that problem on our own, all while that operating manual, that employee manual, is sitting right next to us the entire time. Isn't it time that we stop trying to figure out these purposes in life on our own, try to stop solving all of these problems that we face on our own. Life has enough problems of its own. But God comes to us and gives us his word and gives us his son, the embodiment of that word, so that those items can be cast off, so that those alarms will be shut off, so that we can figure out within minutes why we are here and why God is here. You see, God provides us a purpose and a promise within his word. He gives us his son. He gives us that savior. And that can be the sign that God has posted for you and I. Help wanted, it's right outside. And so that's our challenge for today. Let's be in that word. Let's get to work for God, remembering the work that he has done for us. Will you pray with me, please? Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, uh, as we gather here this morning and are able to think about these words, uh, I ask that we do not just leave them here within uh, your house, but that we will take them home with us, Lord, that we will think about these lessons, that you promise to us that your word does not return void or empty, but that it always accomplishes the purpose that you have set for it. Lord, you have a purpose within all of our lives. Continue to open that up to us. Drive us by your Spirit into your Word that we may go out into this world and be your co-workers with your Son. Lord, we thank you for the blessings and promises you have given to us through him and ask that you will allow us to be able to acknowledge that publicly before all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.